and welcome to this week's Tap Talks HR podcast. I'm really pleased to be talking to, with Jenny Saunderson about positive psychology this week. Hi Jenny. Morning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Jenny is an expert in the field of positive psychology. So, so Jenny, do you want to just start by letting us know why this topic is of interest to you right now? Well, it's quite a long, boring story, I'm sure. But um, basically, about four, four and a half years ago, I gave birth to my daughter three and a half years ago, just to remember the age of my daughter. Um, and I went through a, uh, a period of postnatal depression. And I went to the, uh, to the doctors, followed all of the right uh, channels. And in order to uh, actually gain any help, you have to fill out the um, Edinburgh postnatal depression scale. And I felt that because I didn't tick the box that said I wanted to harm myself or my child, um, that I wasn't offered any support. So I then had to find my own way. <laughs> so Luckily, I stumbled on positive psychology through a friend who helped me uh, put together a few ideas of uh, how to actually help myself feel better, um, mainly through practice of gratitude and the practice of um, turning my beliefs into more positive sentiments about myself. And I kind of fell in love with the subject. So I undertook um, initially a positive psychology masterclass and then uh, completed the masters at um, uh, Anglia Ruskin University. So for those of us who don't know much around positive psychology, could you give us like an, an overview of what, what, what is positive psychology to you and to others? It's my favourite question of all time really. Um, basically positive psychology is the science of human flourishing. So whereas psychology in general has always looked at the deficit model and taking us from sort of minus 10 to zero, so uh, to a point of no mental health or no mental illness, Positive psychology looks at how we can get ourselves back into the flourishing scale, so into the plus numbers, and looks at how we can find the best in ourselves to uh, amplify it and make us feel better. Okay, and and that's I understand it's a concept, but what does that look like to real life? For me, I'm a real practical guy. I like to touch and feel concepts and into reality. So, so what what do you what do you do to enable that to happen, or what would I see if someone was doing positive psychology? doing positive oh, no, it's terrible. <laughs> okay so effectively what we look at is um i like the, the 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 phrase what you focus on grows what you think about expands and what you dwell upon becomes your reality um so the idea is that as human beings we have quite a negativity bias all the way back from when we were cavemen uh, where every noise that we heard might have been a tiger that we had to run away from so we originally always think from a negative perspective so what we try and do as positive psychologists is help us understand that there are no more tigers anymore. Yes, there are going to be some uh, negative experiences, but the way we reflect on them and the way that we move forward from them can be more positive. So in terms of how it looks in real life, we look at you as an individual, what makes you authentically you, because we are all very unique and individual, um, and we all have strengths that we can uh, we can use to make our lives more fulfilled so we we help people identify their individual character strengths and um, as positive psychologists we tend to look at character strengths instead of strengths and weaknesses we look at them as traits that energize us so when we feel engaged and energized and actively um, engaged in something that, that they tend to be in our top strengths and then our bottom strengths tend to be those things that uh, feel draining to us so as an example for me um uh when i'm being creative 
um, and I'm a creative thinker rather than an artist. <laughs> okay. I leave that to my husband. Um, I feel really energised when I'm trying to find different types of solutions to problems or when I'm uh, coming up with ideas, for example, whereas uh, prudence is one of my lower strengths. So when I'm trying to be too prudent about something, it just drains the life out of me. So um, what we try and do as positive psychologists is help people understand what those strengths mean and how they can apply to their lives. That's just one example. Okay, and um, while you're saying this and you talk about authenticity and, and the, the person, I'm thinking about leadership inside of organisations. Yeah. So, so thinking about positive psychology, what what's the benefit to business and an organisation? Because most of our listeners are HR practitioners who work with inside of organisations. So how can the world of positive psychology benefit the organisation? Several lines, really. So um, I'll, I'll cover off a few different angles, mm -hmm. if that's okay. But So from a general perspective, what positive psychology can do is help people understand how to bring their best self to every day. And if you think about it from a practical perspective, um, if individuals are coming to work and out of five days, they have two good days and three not so great days and maybe one really bad day, if positive if the education of positive psychology can help them come to work and have three really good days just think of the difference in productivity that that can add to a business um, so that's a general perspective uh, positive psychology also is very very um, more on the scale of the preventative measure so it helps educate people who are already doing okay in how to do better um, and how to uh, develop a toolkit, a mental toolkit, to help them through those everyday low, low, everyday low moments. That's a mouthful, that one. <laughs> so rather than necessarily curing depression or um, being a reactive support to uh, depression, um, it helps people build that mental toolkit of tools that they can call upon when they do have those everyday low moments, said at that time. That's good. First time. So that's really interesting. So again, um, I I think of the language of, of business quite a lot. I talk to a lot of business leaders, and the world of well-being is is obviously a, a buzzword that the kind of is a, a compass all from cycle to work schemes through to fruit in the on the end of your table kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. But it's almost like some of some of these mental constructs are actually helping people with their well-being on a day-to-day -day basis by the sounds of it. So the one thing we all have to understand about well-being, and I suspect most listeners to this will understand this, but it's not always easy to implement, is that you can't force people to have positive well-being. Hmm. You know, happiness is a journey that you are constantly on and you have to put effort into maintaining your well-being um, in order for it to work. You can't just have a, one really good day and say, well, that's my well-being set for life. You have to constantly put effort into into helping yourself feel more positive and feel more engaged and energised by life. Um, so, you know, cycle to work schemes, they're great. They get people active and they get people moving. Fruit at work, great. It's token gestures, I guess. But the great thing about... Um, educating with positive psychology is you are giving them tools for life so not just the workplace but outside the workplace relationship based you talked about leadership and um and how um and whether positive psychology can can uh, support leadership i mean it's a fantastic tool for leadership um but it 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 just has a more holistic approach from preventative measure and from a flourishing measure how cool would it be to have all of your staff flourishing rather mm. than languishing 
Well, I mean, that's that's fantastic. Flourishing <laughs> rather than languishing is the one thing I'm going to definitely remember. For <laughs> um, so, thinking, uh, uh, I mean, this, this is really interesting, isn't it? Because when we look at organisations at the moment, um, there is this kind of, in some organisations, this, this look at the whole of mm-hmm. the individual. So it's not just about what happens in the hours of nine to five or whatever the hours of working are. It's actually about how can we invest in the person yeah. overall. And I, I know recently I, I was reading about financial well-being. Actually, organisations have a have an interest in making sure people are financially secure because that increases the, the more positive mental health of the individual if they haven't got money worries and things like that. So, mm. so actually having a tool that can actually help people outside of work rather than inside of work, I can see the benefit touching on all those different things. Yeah, and I think that that's the beauty of positive psychology because um, we, we show how you can use your character strengths to energise your day and that can be uh, specific to work or it could be specific to any problem. So if you actually think about the moments where you're feeling most energised, you can usually tap into those top six character strengths once you've identified them. And the great thing about what we do with um, uh, helping people discovering their best self is actually the discovery of that is really powerful for people. So when they understand and they can live into their strengths and into their values and understand who they truly are as a person, um, all of a sudden they are able to apply that to a lot of different areas of their lives and and even simply down to an individual problem that they're having at work. So applying their best self to a problem all of a sudden energises the problem rather than makes it feel like a chore. So it's really about looking at the problem and identifying what aspects of you yeah. And the pro- is, is the best thing to apply to the problem to get the best results. Because I know what it's like sometimes. You get a problem come up in your face and you, you react yeah. straight away. So I suppose it's stepping back, thinking before reacting, refocusing. Yeah. And, and not only that, and I, you know, a lot of organisations that I've worked with focus on competencies and skills. Um, and sometimes we discover that skills have been learned that actually don't really energise us. Mm. So, and what happens in teams then is you may be good at a skill, that actually you don't really feel energised by. You might, you know, uh, be good at using Excel spreadsheets, but actually it drains the life out of you. Um, and so you keep getting given all of these Excel spreadsheet mm. jobs because you're good at them. Whereas actually, what's happening is your your energy for them is going down and down and down. Um, and so you don't feel like you're applying your best self to that position. So, for example, if if you were good in a skill at Excel spreadsheets, and one of your um, top strengths was creativity you might look at how you apply that creativity to the excel spreadsheet or just the process of doing the excel spreadsheet um, to help you feel more energy towards you doing it It may not be the greatest example but it's kind of just to show how it's um, the difference between skills and competencies and your character strengths Mm -hmm. which are effectively highly important (laughs) no i I kind of get that you you play towards the strengths in your personality if i think about i'm doing my master's in organizational psychology at the moment and actually being uh, an extrovert like i am sitting down and reading research papers is a complete nightmare for me so what i do is i do it in chunks because i know that if i do a chunk then get up and go and do something active and come back i'll have recharged my battery so i'd have played to my strength even though i know that i've got to do the task that probably overall isn't my strength yeah and i mean I, i had a similar thing with my masters when I had to sit down and you know do all of that studying it's, it's not you know I'm, I'm someone who likes to get up and do stuff and doesn't sit still for very long so um, I used my 
creativity to find a new tool to help me. And I discovered the Pomodoro method where you do 25 minutes of solid work, five minutes off, 25 minutes, five minutes off. And that really helped me um, maintain some self-regulation, which was one of my lower character strengths. As an example. Okay, you just noticed I've written down Pomodoro methods. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's going to be my research Absolutely after this. Absolutely brilliant little um, tool. It's mm. fantastic. So, <laughs> so um, again, we got listeners who are mainly into the world of HR. I'm sold on the concept of positive psychology. Yeah. Uh, only took thirteen minutes. Um, so, <laughs> so then thinking about how how can a HR professional, a HR senior leader, take this concept and turn it into something inside an organization where the learning will get to the right people. What, what, what do you see as the mechanism for that? There's various, to be honest. Um, if we're taking a strengths approach, then there are elements as such as workshops with inductions. Um, you could put together um, induction booklets or courses uh, that can help people discover their best self themselves. Um, coaching is a very powerful way to do it because you can combine, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, combine a bit of discovery through positive psychology, through some tools and some, uh, you know, appreciative inquiry style questioning uh, to help them discover their best self. Um, and it tends to be a faster process. But it's also about living within values, so understanding what the company values are and how uh, an employee can use their strengths to live in with those with those values. So. Culture is a massive part of HR nowadays, isn't it? So, um, but it's also positive psychology isn't just about strengths. It's also about understanding moments um, uh, when it comes to remembering and creating positive moments to um, uh, leave the right memories in people. So um, Daniel Kahneman talks about the experiencing self and the um, remembering self and how, you know, we we experience ourselves, well, our experiencing self is in the moment as we're feeling it. And the remembering self is how we reflect on that experience through the peaks and the troughs of those moments. So I uh, have done some work with some companies around uh, their first day, so an employee's first day. Um, and a lot of the time, people's first days involve annoying lots of people by being introduced to everyone while in the middle of their work, <laughs> um, filling out lots of forms, fighting with IT <laughs> um, and you know being shown around the office and and the experiences tend to be quite exhausting and, and not very uh, full of connectivity for example so if you think about how people then reflect on that experience their first day hasn't necessarily been that kind of a positive experience so um, when you think about how you can structure that first day to create more peaks than troughs or even uh, more peaks than just that middle bit because we tend to forget the middle bits <laughs> mm. um, then you can start leaving a, a better impression on people from their first day and so we can put that through from induction to um, moments of uh, joy so for example uh, promotions or uh, um, uh, elements of um, one-to-ones with people so you can think about how you uh, experience those to to make them more positive um, and it, it all goes down, it, it can even go down to um, employee appraisals. So take, rather than looking at strengths and weaknesses, understanding that actually all the research generated shows that your greatest opportunity to grow is when you focus on your strengths. And also the greatest opportunity to motivate is to comment on people's strengths rather than their weaknesses. You can completely change the appraisal process to be much more of an energising process rather than a 
people go away not very happy process. Mm. <laughs> trying to find the right word for that. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Avoiding a negative. Yeah. Um, so, so really, what you're saying is that there's two, there's two, or from what I'm hearing from what you're saying, there's two ways that businesses can be impacted. One, getting the individual to feel more comfortable with themselves and therefore more confident in dealing with things because they play to their positives mm-hmm. and their positive strengths. But also there's a role that, that you can create an environment around someone. So because of that environment, they would experience a happier, more joyous workplace which therefore will reinforce their own yeah. positives in a way yeah i effectively if you you want to help people bring their best self to work um as well as being able to employ their best self outside of work and and as i said earlier if you can bring your best self to, to work one day a week more than you are now then you're going to get 52 extra days worth of productivity which you know for a business from an organization's perspective is fantastic but from an individual's perspective they are feeling more energized at work so they're going to be more um, loyal more productive more creative and creating a more uh, uh, sort of a culture around acceptance of of authenticity and allowing people to express themselves um and it goes all the way down to Brené Brown's work on being vulnerable in the workplace, because in order to show our true selves, we have to feel that we're in a culture to be able to be vulnerable. Um, as she says, there are no courageous acts without being vulnerable, um, which is a fascinating area of, um, of study. Um, then uh, that allows people to express themselves authentically. And that's really important if you want to get the best from people. OK, and, and if you had a CEO sitting in front of you, and you needed to try and convince them of the the value and the CEO is, is very ROI focused, which is the, the kind of the nemesis of most HR projects. What would you, what's the one or two things that you would focus on to say actually positive psychology can support your business because? Well, there's several really. I mean, I could, I've actually got several quotes of, uh, academic research with regards to how strengths focus can help but for example um, managers emphasizing strengths positively impacts performance by over 21 percent so if you can get 21 percent more performance from an individual just by focusing on their um on their strengths then mm-hmm. i think that's a, a significant um help yeah, yeah. <laughs> um people who use their strengths more report higher levels of self-efficacy People who use their strengths more report uh, higher levels of self-esteem um, and people who use their strengths at work are six times more engaged. There's lots to be said about a strength-based approach to um, managing people. So, so basically positive psychology would add to the package that you put around your leaders and your people that overall will create the environment of high productivity. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And also not just high productivity, but... Um, think about a, a room for, for, full of people who are feeling engaged and energized mm. it, it becomes a much more uh, fun like, like, you know fun place to work and, and, and a happier place to work if you are constantly focusing on the deficits within the business a, you're only ever going to discover more deficits um, but you're also going to significantly drain the people around you so mm. if you develop a culture of understanding and, and appreciating the uh, the strengths and this isn't about avoiding the negative it's just about focusing more on the positive because it, uh, by focusing more on the positive you're going to feel more positive and you're going to go towards a more positive direction 
Yeah, and I suppose it also mean it's it's the more intrinsic motivators are activated, mm-hmm. and therefore businesses have to can focus on the intrinsic motivators and don't have to do as much extrinsic motivators, and they're the ones that usually cost money in the long term. Absolutely, and what you can do is help people understand what really means something to them. So we all need purpose and meaning in life, and I'm not necessarily talking about a religious meaning, although for some people that does that does make a difference. But understanding why they're there and uh, what it means to them to actually be working there and how it feels to them to be doing something for the greater good or, or whatever the meaning is to them. And they can only understand that if they know themselves truly and they believe that the company um, also respects them truly. And, and that, that, I mean, that's, that's a great concept, isn't it? About And, and I was just, I'm just looking at the time where unfortunately we've got to wrap up and I've got so many questions lined up to, to go. If there's, so to, to wrap up, if you're thinking about one thing you wanted to get across to our listeners about positive psychology that either they can take away and think about and maybe look into their own businesses or just something that you want them to, to play with in their heads as soon as they press stop to this what, what would you what would you have well i think i think it is the principle about um the individual i think sometimes we focus too much on the collective um and forget that there are individuals within that collective that need to understand what you know who who they are what their purpose is and what their best self is but i think from an organization's perspective it goes down to if you can help individuals be at their best self more often how much better would their organization be which I'm not going to add anything to that, which I think is an amazing sentence to finish on. Jenny, thanks ever so much for your time today. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. Um, And and thanks for listening, everyone. As always, um, I hope you enjoyed our chat today. Please do have a listen to some of our other podcasts with Tap Talks HR. And if it's new to you, you can find them on your your usual podcast channel. And we'd love to hear your feedback as well. If you've got any comments about Jenny and the world of positive psychology or anything we've talked about, please do contact us. Well, that's it for now. Uh, thanks very much for listening. We'll be back again in a couple of weeks. <laughs>